Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell from Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today we want to talk on the subject today of believers' identity in the kingdom of God. And we want to use our text today as Genesis first chapter, 26th verse through the 28th verse, reading from the King James Bible. And it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him male and female, created he them. Verse 28, And God blessed them, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Well, I want to bring to our attention several things from this passage. Is that God made us in his image. Well, in his image, he made us to look like him. You know, if you had a photo of or even of yourself, and you look at that photo and you put it up to yourself, that image of that photo will look identical like you. And so God created us to look identical like him in his image. And he also created us, created us after his likeness. So we, we want to say that God created us after his character. God created us after his personality. So God wanted us to talk like him. He wanted us to act like him. Amen. He wanted us to be like him. So he created us in his image and in his likeness. Amen. Hallelujah. And God's desire was for man to dominate and carry out his will in this earth. He wanted us to carry out the will of his heavenly kingdom in this earth. But if you go back and read the passage, God never said that he gave us dominion over one another. He gave us dominion over this earth. He gave us dominion over everything that creepeth in, in every living creature in this earth. But he never gave us dominion over one another. Amen. And God never meant for us, he never meant for man to have permanent residence in heaven. Well, that may be a hard pill for some of us to swallow. But God never intended for us to reside in heaven. Amen. And God never said, let us. Once again. God never said, let us, God and man, have dominion in the earth. God said, 
let them, man, have dominion in this earth. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Genesis, the second chapter, verse 21 through 22, reading out of the King James Bible. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Verse 22. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man. Well, can you imagine? When God created woman, what she looked like? I'm sure she was beautiful. I'm sure she was made perfectly in the image of God, but with other characteristics of outer appearances that were different from a man. Amen. She was a beautiful woman. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But but God never intended for us to have dominion over one another. He intended for us to rule this earth. Amen. Hallelujah. So God created us in his image, in his likeness. So therefore, he created our identity in him. So that we can act like him, so that we can talk like him, so that we can be like him. So our identity and the origin of our identity came from God. Amen. But at some point, because of man's disobedience, we lost that identity. So that would be my point too. Amen. Man's spirit became detached from God. Because of disobedience. In other words, we lost our kingdom identity. Amen. So I want to make this statement. That who or what you are attached to when you were created is what or who you have to remain attached to in order to live. So you have to remain attached to your source. You have to remain attached to your origin. Amen. In order to keep living the life of the one that created you. But disobedience will cause you to lose your identity and become detached from your source. And your source is God, our Father. Amen. Let's look at Genesis, the second chapter, verse 15 through 17, out of the King James Bible. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, thereof thou shalt surely die. Well, 
Adam, when he disobeyed God, he didn't die physically, but he died spiritually. In other words, his spirit became detached from God. His spirit became detached from the kingdom of God. Amen. So Adam lost his identity because of his disobedience. Amen. I say amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis, the third chapter, verse 1 through 7 in the King James Bible. And we'll see how Adam, Adam's disobedience caused him to lose his identity and caused him to be detached from the source of God, his creator. Amen. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, this the devil talking to Eve, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Well, I want to pause right there. You see, you have to pay attention to the small key words in the scripture. So the devil was trying to trick Eve when he made the statement, Yeah, God said, Ye shall not. That's not what God said. But the devil telling Eve that God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. In verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of every fruit of the tree of the garden. She corrected him, and she knew exactly what God had said to them. Yeah, God said that we may eat of every fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, this Eve still talking, God said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And then the, the devil come back, the serpent come back and said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. See, he cast in doubt in her mind. Ye shall not surely die. For God doeth knoweth that in the day that thou eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw, see, you have to be careful about what you're looking at. Amen. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it began to look good for to her. She began to desire uh, the, that tree. She began to desire that fruit of that tree because it began to look good to her. Uh, that, that's how a lot of uh, men get in trouble today with their marriage is because they're looking outside of their marriage as something don't belong to them. Amen. And God has said, don't touch another man's wife. Well, hallelujah. 
we'll go on. Amen. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat. Well, she ate it. It looked so good to her, she couldn't resist it. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. Uh, that's a problem right there. Because God specifically told him the commandment not to eat of that tree, not to partake of that tree. Amen. But he was so into his wife that whatever he, she said, he was willing to do. So he ate of that tree. He ate of the fruit. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now they're trying to hide from God. Now they're trying to hide themselves because now they're aware of one one another being naked at the sight of each other. So now they're trying to hide their flesh. They're trying to hide themselves. They're trying to hide themselves from God because now they know that they've done wrong. They became disobedient. Amen. Hallelujah. They lost their identity. They can no longer identify themselves with the kingdom of God. They can no longer identify themselves as a child of God because their disobedience had detached them from, from God in their spirit and their spirit has been detached from the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's look at number three. Well, because of man's disobedience, God had to reconcile, he had to restore man back to himself because God was never pleased, he was never satisfied with the fact that he had lost his creation the man and the woman that he had created because they had lost their identity because they refused to obey what God had told them to do. Amen. But God had a plan. I say he had a plan. And he, he, his plan was to reconcile, was to restore man back to himself. Because I believe he was hurt. I believe he was disappointed. And I believe he was not satisfied with the fact that his children had lost their identity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.18. And it's talking about how God's plan became, became into effect to reconcile and restore man back to himself. And verse 18 says, and all, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So God's plan was to reconcile us back to himself. Let's look at Ephesians 2nd chapter, the 12th 
verse through 14 verse out of King James Bible. That at that time ye were, ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. See, the identity was lost. They were lost. We were lost. Hallelujah. But God had a plan. He had a plan that he was sending a Savior. Hallelujah. To redeem us. To reconcile us. To restore us. Back to our natural identity. Amen. Which we identify ourselves in God. Which we identify ourselves with our Father God, our Creator, our Source. Amen. But it, it, it says that at that time you were without Christ. And there's still a lot of us today without Christ. There are a lot of us today being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Being aliens, we're strangers from the covenant of promise. Hallelujah. Being strangers from the covenant of promise. There are some of us that don't even believe in the new covenant. There are some of us that don't even believe in the, the new covenant that God has established for believers. Amen. The covenants of promise. And there are still a lot of us today that are out there without any hope. Amen. And without God in their lives and without God in their world. Amen. Verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus. Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of petition between us. Amen. So that was a wall that had been constructed that separated us from God. That was a wall that had been constructed that separated us from our identity. Hallelujah. But the plan of God and the reconciliation of God restored us back to our identity. Amen. But I, I think about Luke, the 15th chapter, around the 11th verse, when it talk about the prodigal son. And and, it's, and the parable goes on to say that uh, there was a father that had two sons. And one of the sons came to the father and said, I want my inheritance. In other words, he wanted his inheritance before the father died. So the father agreed to give him their inheritance, but the young man that came and said he wanted his, in his inheritance he took his inheritance and packed all this stuff up and he left and went off into a far off country. And when he got into that country, he was partying, he was spending his money on prostitutes and drinking and doing all kind of riotous living and squandering his money away. Well, it became a time that he became broke. He had no more money. He became homeless, hungry and broke. And he did uh, reach out to this citizen that was 
nice enough to give him a, uh, something to do to, to try to help him, and that was to feed the pigs in the, in the pig pen. In other words, he was responsible for feeding the slop to the pigs. But he had became so homeless and hungry and broke that he desired to eat the, the, the corn cob that was in the slop for the pigs. But nobody would even give him the corn cob. And then he finally came to himself. And he said that the servants back at my father's house, they eating three meals a day. And here I am out here desiring to eat the corn cobs in the slop. And nobody won't even give me a corn cob. So he came to his senses. He said, I'm going back home. And a lot of us today that are out here in this world today, you're in the same situation as that prodigal son. But you don't have sense enough to come to your senses and say, I'm going back to my father's house. And you would rather stay hungry, homeless, and broke than to go back to God and be your, and have your identity restored back to you. Amen. But he did go back home. He, he did come to his senses and went back home. And then the father saw him coming up the street afar off. And he told him, say, go get the fattest calf and get the best ring and get the best clothes that you can find and put on his back, put the ring on his finger. Amen. We're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate the fact that uh, he's come home. Amen. His identity has been restored back to his father's house. But he even had the idea that he wasn't even worthy, hallelujah, to even be identified as the son of his father anymore because of his disobedience. But I want you to know today that God is not concerned about where you've been or what you've done. He's concerned about you making the decision to come home. And when you come home, he's going to throw a party for you. He's going to give you the best, and you'll no longer be homeless. You'll no longer be broke. Hallelujah. You'll no longer be hungry and starving your spirit, man. Amen. Glory to God. But God got the best for you. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to live the good life. Amen. But you got to come back home to the Father to enjoy the goodness of his kingdom that he has provided for us. Amen. So praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This will be just part one. Hallelujah. Of the, the message that I'm trying to get over to us today. Is that our identity needs to be restored. Hallelujah. But you know. I still believe that today. That believers are still in an identity crisis. And that identity crisis has been caused by the spirit of division. Amen. Let's look at Galatians 6.15. 
for verse 15, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avail of anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. See, we're new, new creatures in Christ Jesus. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and our identity has been restored back to the kingdom of God. Well, what, what, what things have, have division caused among believers to have an identity crisis? Well, denominations. Well, what, what, what is the definition of denominations? Denominations, a religious organization whose congregations are united in their adherence, in their adherence. They're united in their adherence. Hallelujah. Their adherence, not God's adherence, but it says their adherence to his beliefs and practices. And the reason I say denominations is causing believers to be in an identity crisis is because there's so much division among us as believers today. You know, you got all these different denominations and nobody's believing the same thing. Nobody is believing the whole word of God. But God said we got to be of the same mind and speaking the same things from the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Their adherence, adhe adherence to its beliefs, to their beliefs and practices, to their beliefs and practices. We need to be adhered to the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 1st chapter in the 10th verse. Out of the King James Bible in uh, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no, no, no divisions among you, but ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Who, who, who can refute that word? Denominations are not in line with this scripture. Yeah, I say denominations are not in line with this scripture. It's not in line with the word of God. Because you can't be in line with the word of God when you believe in one thing and another denomination is believing another thing, and it's not according to the word of God. Amen? You got to believe the whole word of God. You just can't pick out what you believe and make it your creed and covenant, and then say to other, it doesn't exist today. Amen? You can't say healing, divine healing doesn't exist today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But we'll go on. Well, another one is religious teaching. Glory to God. We got all this religious teaching today, and, 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 and we need to be teaching the Word of God. Amen. So let's look at 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 1 and 2. It says, And I, brethren, this Paul talking, and I, brethren, 
when I came to you, came not with excellence of speech, or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. Verse 2, For I determined not to know anything among you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. The Word of God. Paul is saying that I, 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 I've determined not to know anything among you except the Word of God and the crucifixion of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Amen. Well, the third one is religious beliefs. Well, let's see what the scriptures say in Philippians 1.27. He said, only let your conversation be as it becometh of the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That could be another sermon. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I thank God that you've gotten some out of this teaching today. And I thank you that it would be illuminating and that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Hallelujah. That you may know what is the hope and the calling of God. Glory to God. So I thank you, and I praise you, and we'll pick up with part two. Hallelujah on our next time. In part two, we'll get into the fact that Jesus redeemed us, and our identity has been restored. Amen. Glory to God. So I pray that you be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole until the next time. Amen.